you for choosing to listen to this message. Prepare to be transformed by God's undiluted word. But this morning, um, like I said already, I, I, I believe I'm making a divine declaration. And I want your heart to be, to be receptive, is, is the word I'm looking for there, to be able to take advantage of that which I speak about this morning. My subject this morning is the word suddenly. Suddenly. Look at your neighbor for me, say suddenly. Find another neighbor and say to them, suddenly. Because as a church and as individuals in the church, I believe we are in a season of suddenlies. The Lord began to speak to me and stir up my heart, and I begin to share that with us this morning, not just as a, a preaching message or something, but I'm making declarations. And as the Lord will lead me in the course of this afternoon, I will just make some declarations. I'll speak some things into our lives because I believe that corporately and also for your family and for you as a person, we're in a season of suddenlies in the name of Jesus. Amen. Suddenly is when something happens quickly and unexpectedly. When something happens quickly, something happens unexpectedly, then it does happen suddenly. Now, I'll ask you to please don't take anything that is said um, in the next 30, 40 minutes. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it lightly. There will be an anointing in the room as we speak this morning, an anointing for suddenlies in the name of Jesus. And when we finish, we will then come to the table of the Lord. We will partake of the table of the Lord and let that settle in. And then we'll walk away in this new grace upon our lives in Jesus' name. So let me just do this very quickly. I'll bring us three things, three facts about suddenlies. Three facts about suddenlies. I'll read a few scriptures here and there. I'll flow as the Holy Spirit will have me flow with it. And your spirit will receive. And the Spirit of God himself will be speaking in the house even beyond that which I am saying this morning. And your heart will receive it in Jesus' name. So three facts very quickly about godly suddenlies. I said godly suddenlies because there are, there are evil suddenlies in this world. There are things that happen quickly and unexpectedly, and they are not of God, that they are evil things. We're speaking this morning about suddenlies that have the hand of our God behind them. Number one, everybody taking notes, take this down. Suddenlies happen when God declares the fullness of time. Suddenlies happen when God declares the fullness of time. I want you to understand that. Let's begin our reading this morning. That's our first understanding that we get into these quick and unexpected things happening and God is saying to us as a church that he's pulling us to that place now and that will be only because God himself is saying the fullness of time has come. Let's begin in Joel chapter 2. I'll read some of the scriptures I'll read this morning. I'll read them in pairs for you to see when something was spoken in scriptures but it was spoken um, in view of a time that is going to come. And then we'll read the second part of the pair of scripture that shows you when the fullness of time had come and something would happen suddenly. And what you'll see in some of the scriptures I read is you will see something spoken and it still didn't happen. And year and year and year after year will pass by and nothing happens. And then a point will come. God will say, okay, the time has come. 
And when the time comes, it becomes almost as if God becomes in a hurry. And things begin to happen suddenly. And I declare over our lives this morning, this is our season of suddenlies in the name of Jesus. And this suddenlies happen because God says the fullness of time has come. So Joel chapter 2, I'll read in verse 28. I want you to read the scriptures. We'll jump from here to there. I want you to read them with me this morning. Joel chapter 2 and in verse 28. Joel 2 verse 28. The Bible says the prophet Joel was prophesying. And he said, it shall come to pass afterward. The, the, where, where Joel said afterward, when that was reported in the New Testament, they said it shall come to pass in the last days. Is what he was saying. He said, it shall come to pass afterward, God was speaking. He said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. And this prophecy that the prophet Joel was speaking here happened about 600 years. Think about it, 600 proper years before we got into Acts chapter 2. So everybody, flip your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 2, and we're going to read from verse 1. So you will see something where God comes, and God takes a prophet, and God prophesies, and God speaks through him, and says it shall come to pass, that this will happen, that will happen, and that prophet lives out his life, and dies, and it does not happen. His children live and live out their lives and it does not happen. Their children's children live out their lives and it does not happen. And there are people that will begin to say, oh, God is a liar and all that. And 600 years pass by until suddenly one day in Acts chapter 2, everybody look at it. I know you've read it before, but I want you to look at it with me this morning and let revelation flow in your spirit. Acts chapter 2 and in verse 1, and Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, somebody say fully come. Now, you understand with me, someone said, oh, the reason the Holy Ghost came on that day was because it was the day of Pentecost. People will count and say from the day Jesus rose from the dead um, or to that point, they count 50 days and say, okay, it was Pentecost from the day he died and counting all that. And I ask people, how many times, how many Pentecosts have passed? How many times have things passed and passed and passed? But on that particular day, people, listen to me, the Bible says on that day, God said the time has fully come. Somebody's listening with your spirit this morning. He said, the time has fully come, and all the people, he says, they were in one accord in one place. And then what happened in verse 2? Talk to me, everybody. What happened in verse 2? Suddenly. That's what we're teaching this morning. There is a purpose of God, and it sometimes it will stay, it will stay, it will tarry, it will tarry, it will tarry. And then a time will come. God himself will say, the fullness of time has come. And when God says the time has come, the Bible says in verse 2, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and he filled the house where they were sitting. Verse 3, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and he sat upon each of them. Remember the prophet said, upon your sons and your daughters. And the Bible says, and he sat upon each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other, other tongues, like we still do till today. And the Spirit of God began to give them utterance. Because the prophet Joel said it 600 years ago. But when the time came, suddenly. Somebody say suddenly with me this morning. I want your spirit to begin to believe it. Nothing happens for years. And suddenly... God seems to be in a hurry. That's our subject this morning. 
Genesis chapter 3. Genesis 3. I want to see that pattern in scriptures. Genesis chapter 3. Talking about the, the birth of Jesus. The birth of Jesus. Genesis 3 and in verse 15. The Bible says, this was in the garden with, with um, Adam was there, Eve was there, the serpent was there, God was there, and God was dishing out to everybody. And then in verse 15, God was speaking to, to, to the devil. And he said, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman. That's between Satan and the woman. And between your seed, Satan, and the woman's seed. And all of us understand that seed that was referred to there was Jesus. Right there in verse 15 was where God was prophesying and saying, there will come a seed that will be born of the woman, the seed of the woman. That's why Jesus had to be born of a woman. It could not just be dropped from heaven. God had said there was going to be a seed of the woman. And God said here, yeah, he said that seed of the woman will bruise the head of Satan. And God said Satan will bruise his heel. That's why Jesus had to go to the cross and suffer all that he suffered. He said there's going to be a seed of the woman. That seed of the woman, Satan, you will bruise his heel, but in doing that, he will bruise your head. That was a prophecy that God gave. And if you think along with me in this prophecy this morning, it was really very, very much required. Because man had committed sin, man was now in a falling state, man had become a servant of Satan. This whole world was, was falling into the hands of the enemy. And if I were in the shoes of God, or if you were in the shoes of God, we would think that it's an emergency. And God then says, okay, I'm going to solve that problem by sending a seed that will be born of a woman, and this will happen, and then you people will bruise his head, and you'll be free from all of this. If I were in God's shoes, this whole thing will start happening tomorrow. Because if you ask me, there was nothing that actually stopped, um, you, you remember that the first child that was born by Eve was who? Talk to me, Bible, Bible. Cain, why couldn't Jesus be that first child right then? Have you ever thought about that? God promised that's going to be a seed of the woman. It, it could have been right then, Jesus could have been born of Eve. Because, in fact, Eve would have been a better option than Mary. Uh, am I still talking to people this morning? <laughs> could have been. And there, right there, we'll give back to him, to, 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 to Jesus, and he could have done all he did. And within a year or two, we sort out all these problems. But if we know the God that we deal with, many times he's not in a hurry. And you notice from Genesis 3 there, 1,000 years passed, 2,000 years passed, 3,000 years passed, 4,000 years passed. And then 4,000 years down the line from Genesis 3, go with me to Malachi 3, Malachi 3. I'm trying to make us see the heart of God this morning. Suddenly it's happened when God says, now I declare the fullness of time. <laughs> Malachi 3. 4,000 years from Genesis 3, there was now this one of the final prophets of the Old Testament. Then, this final prophet of the Old Testament now came, Malachi 3 verse 1, and God was speaking to him. And God said, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. Who was that? John the Baptist. John the Baptist. So God is now, the Old Testament is wrapping up here. And God is now ready to say, okay, that thing I said in Genesis 3, we're getting ready for it. And look at God here. He said, I will send a messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. Then he said this, and the Lord, whom you seek, 
What will happen? Come talk to me, people. What will happen? It will suddenly come to his temple. <laughs> and I said, God, we've been waiting this last 4,000 years. What have we been waiting for? God said, we've been waiting for me to declare the fullness of time. And I declare over us this morning, we are operating in seasons of suddenness in the name of Jesus. If there are people this morning that have changed things, you have promises of God that have lingered. Listen in and cue in to what I'm speaking about this morning. There's a grace upon the house and the Lord whom we seek, it will suddenly come to his temple in the name of Jesus. Again, you remember how he said nothing happens for years and then suddenly it looks like God is in a hurry. <laughs> Let's go and look again at how Jesus will come. The, the, so what we just saw was the preparation for the first coming of Jesus. Then the second coming of Jesus, go to Matthew 24. Remember I said, I'm reading these scriptures. I'll read them in pairs. We're seeing where it started. We're seeing the point where God says the fullness of time. And then suddenly. Now look at this, Matthew 24. And what I wanted to see in all this is when the time comes, God is in a hurry. Things begin to happen. Suddenly, it's are rolling out. And I declare that over this house this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 24, verse 36, Jesus was speaking, speaking about his own second coming. The Bible says, but of that day and hour knoweth no man. Many people have, have, have stumbled on the fact that, you know, they, they say, oh, you people say Jesus is coming again, and then years pass by, years pass by, and it doesn't come, and then another new year comes, and that new year comes, and it doesn't come, and they're like, ah, this thing. So Jesus was speaking here. He said, but of that day and that hour knows no man. He says, no, not even the angels of heaven. He says, but my father only. So if I read this, I'm like, okay, let's just enjoy ourselves. This coming of Jesus is, um, let, let's just live and enjoy ourselves. You'll be making a mistake. Because there will come a time when God just suddenly decides the fullness of time has come. And when he does, 1 Corinthians 15, everybody turn your Bibles there. This is how it will happen. And this is the pattern I hope you see here. 1 Corinthians 15 and in verse 52. This is how it will happen. The day God says, you know what the Bible says? God is the only one that knows that day. <laughs> the day, he says, the fullness of time has come. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 52. The Bible says, in a moment. Everybody say, in a moment. <laughs> this is how suddenly it's happened. In a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. That's, that's an explanation of suddenly. In the time it takes to blink. It says, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet of God will sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. And we have been waiting for this for, for millennia, waiting for it. But the Bible says, when it will happen, it won't be that, oh, okay, let's set up a committee to prepare for the return of Jesus, and the committee will meet once every month, and then after they have met, they will set a date. No, 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 no. The Bible says, in a moment, in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. So there was a day when the same Joseph who had, who had lived in his father's house, who had been put in a pit, the same Joseph who had, become, who had become a slave in Potiphar's house, the same Joseph who had been in prison and had been a keeper in the prison, there was one day when he woke up a prisoner and went to bed a world leader. One day. One day. 
So somebody says, ah, you know, we argue. And we say, things that took a long time. Somebody says, you didn't get in this trouble in one day. How do you think you get out of it in one day? That's when we are limited to natural resources alone. When there is a God in heaven who says the time has come, it happens suddenly. Somebody can believe that this morning. <laughs> suddenly. Somebody says, I have not had a real progress for a very long time. I hear people tell testimonies in church every time. I have not had a real testimony for a long time. I tell you something, a dam is about to break right now in your life in the name of Jesus. <laughs> when the dam breaks, nobody can stop the waters. It begins to flow like nothing else. <laughs> oh, somebody said, I've not, have a, I've, not, I've not been able to get a job that befits me. I've not had a job that I want for many years. And I said to you this morning, when God says the fullness of time has come, you will be the one beginning to choose which one am I going to do. <laughs> I thought that would be a better amen than that for that. Maybe not for you, but for somebody else. I've not found something that looks like it. I, 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 I wanted to get married. I can't find a wife. I can't find a husband to marry. And nobody is looking at me. Or maybe it's only stupid people looking at me and I don't want to be stupid like them. I tell you something, when the seasons of your suddenness break forth this morning, and I speak by the Spirit of God, when your seasons of suddenness break forth, you will need me to help you decide which one of them. <laughs> I, I, I can do that very, very well. I have a spreadsheet. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody this morning? If you can believe God this morning, God has a way of staying quiet for long. And then suddenly things begin to move. There's a rumbling that begins to take place. And the time has come. Look at him for me this morning. He said, the time has come. The Lord said this to me. I wrote it down and colored it brightly in my notes. It says, walls that we have scratched on for years will suddenly start crumbling themselves. Walls that we have been scrambling on, we have been scratching on them. They're not moving, they're, they're looking stubborn. We've been scratching on them for years. I speak by the Spirit of God this morning. They start crumbling by themselves in the name of Jesus. <laughs> the journey has been long, but when suddenly comes, suddenlies happen suddenly. <laughs> so that was my first point this morning. Suddenlies, they happen. When God declares the fullness of time, speak by the Spirit of God and declare fullness of time upon circumstances this morning in people's lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number two, let me go quickly and bring us to the table of the Lord. Suddenly, these are anointed moments riding mostly on God's intention. I want to teach something here. Suddenly, I said to us that I'm going to be teaching on faith in the month of September at Bible studies. And I want to teach us something here this morning. Suddenlies are usually not because we believed. The suddenlies are not started because we believed. Like I just said, suddenlies are started because God just says it's time. And the only place our faith comes in is we receive of his hand. So God says it's time. And I don't ask for the reason. I don't reason it out. I don't ask for a logic. I accept it. That's the only place my faith comes in. So I'm saying to us this morning, suddenly at these anointed moments that they, they ride mostly on God's own intentions. 
Let me read us two portions of scriptures that will help us to see that today. Let's begin in John chapter 5. Most of us know that story of that man that was by the pool. John chapter 5, um, let's read from verse 3. Turn your Bibles there. I'm saying that the kind of thing I'm talking about this morning is not one where you say, oh, this happened because, oh, I, I believed God. For example, none of us can, none of our faith can bring back Jesus when he doesn't want to come back. Nobody's, I mean, great men of faith lived before Jesus was born. None of their faith was able to bring him when it was not time for him to come. So these things, there are things that happen because we believe God. But the things I'm talking about this morning, there are things that happen because God just chose to. Is there someone that can believe that this morning? I love such things. When it is just God, all I have to do is step into it and say, God, I receive it. Everybody receive it this morning in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Suddenly, there are these anointed moments that are driven just by God's intention. John chapter 5, I wanted to, let's reason in this story together. John chapter 5 from verse 3. So there was this porch, everybody knows this story where important people, so let's, let's take it. Bible says, in this porch lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, of halt, of withered, of all of them waiting for the moving of the water. So the Bible says that an angel went down, everybody says certain season. Talk to me, everybody, certain season. Now, let me ask you a question here, right here. Could any of those people sitting there by the pool say, I believe God, that angel is coming tomorrow morning? Nah. Oh, somebody says, um, I look at the pattern. The, the last three times the angel came, he came on Thursday morning at 5, the next time was Friday morning at 5, the next one was Saturday morning at 5, so if I do my calculations properly, the next one will be Sunday morning at 5. You know what God will do? He will disappoint the calculations of the foolish. So the Bible says, there was this angel that came at a certain time into the pool, and that time was not in anybody's hands. And I want to say to people of faith this morning, there are timings that are not in our hands. <laughs> and when God just declares the time has come, Bible says that angel will come into the pool and it will trouble the waters and whosoever then was the first after the troubling of the water to step in was made whole of whatsoever disease that he had. And it was only the first person that stepped in. Bible says in verse 5, there was a certain man that was there and he had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. So Jesus came around one day and Jesus saw him there, lying there. And I'm sure you understand, the Bible says there was a multitude of sicknesses of all kinds. And Jesus knew, look at that, Jesus knew that he had now a long time been in that case. And Jesus then said to him, will thou be made whole? <clears throat> I want us all to think about what is going on here this morning. Jesus has come to this pool where miracles are happening intermittently. And there are all kinds of people, multitudes of them sick with all kinds of diseases. And he comes there and he sees a particular man. And he does not talk to anybody else. And he talks to this man and he says, will you be made whole? And of course, my analytical mind is asking, why would Jesus choose that man? The first thing that comes to my mind is, maybe that man was a man of faith. And he had really been believing God, his faith was, he had prayed all night, he had believed God, his faith was, and as Jesus was just coming, Jesus just saw his faith. That's, that would be my first assumption. But as I read on, I find that's not true. Because this man, Jesus said to him, will you be made whole? 
If he was a man of faith who was believing God, he would say, yes, Jesus, I'm the one, it's my turn today. You know what he said? He said, I have no man. All these people here, they hate me. They don't like me. I have no man when the pool is ringing to put me into the pool and all of that. So faith was not at all there. Why? Why? The only thing that points us to Jesus' reason, we see in that verse there. Jesus said, Jesus said, that man, I noticed he has been there for a long time. Jesus was saying, the time for that man has come. And on that day, not even that man's unbelief could stop it suddenly. Are you listening to me this morning? So Jesus, he didn't even listen to all of the unbelief the man was talking. He just said, rise up, take your bed and walk. And he began to walk. And that's a miracle. If I were Jesus, I would say, the anointing is in the place. Anybody come, everybody come. He just, that was the man for whom the time had come. And he healed that man and he walked away from there. The man for whom the time has come. And I said to you this morning, these things are, they are these moments that ride only on God's intention. Are you believing God with me this morning? Let's do one more. One more example of this is Luke chapter 19. Luke 19. Luke 19, this was Zacchaeus. Just to tell us that God has the ability to go beyond what you can even believe for. When God says the time has come, suddenly is right simply on just his intention. Look at the story of Zacchaeus here. Bible says, Luke 19 verse 1, and Zacchaeus entered and passed through Jericho and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought, look at verse 3, Bible says, he sought to do what? He sought to do what? To see Jesus. All his intention, he has heard about this Jesus, Jesus was this celebrity of his day. And the Bible says this man just said, okay, the man is passing by here today. What I want to do is I want to see Jesus. So the Bible says, and he, he could not see Jesus because there was a crowd and the man was little of stature. Verse 4, and he ran before and he climbed onto a sycamore tree. All he wanted to do again in verse 4 was to see Jesus. For Jesus was to pass that way. I marked in my Bible something in verse 5, because the Bible says in verse 5, when Jesus came to the place, Jesus looked up and did what? So, do like I did in my Bible, in verse 3 and in verse 4, I have marked to see Jesus. That's his intention. In verse 5, not only did he see Jesus, Jesus saw him. That's a completely different level from where the man entered in. He came and he would have said, I have fulfilled the purpose completely. If I, I, just, see, I just want to see him. I want to see the color of his coat. I want to see the way he's walking. I, I don't know if they had cameras in those days. I want to take a, camera, a picture of him. And that's it. That's all I want to do. But the Bible says in verse 5, that day God's intention was more than Zacchaeus' own intention. So the Bible says in verse 5, when Jesus came to the place, the Holy Ghost made him look up. He looked up and he saw the man. And Jesus said, Zacchaeus, make haste. Come down for today. Somebody say today. Come on, say with me today. Jesus said today, I must abide at your house. For this day, salvation has come to your house. Now, it was Jesus not going somewhere? Did he not have where he was going? 
I, 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 I've been somebody who always says, you must be focused in your life. You must have where you're going. If somebody just calls me and say, oh, my friend, I'm going to Alexander Plaza at 2 o'clock. Do you want to come with me? My answer is no, I don't want to come with you. I have a plan for my life. <laughs> Some of you just say, yeah, yeah, I'll come. Even if I don't have anything to do, why can't you just call me and say you're going to Alexander Plaza? I'm useless. I'm not coming. <laughs> So Jesus is here and he's going somewhere. And there's a crowd following him. He, Jesus was a very focused person. He set his house eyes like a flint and he was going. But on that particular day, somebody's time had come. And Jesus said, Today, today, they we're not fixing an appointment for me to return today. Come on, say with some faith in your heart today. Jesus said, today, I must abide at yours. And he went, and he went into his house, and he said, this day, in verse 9, salvation has come to this house. <laughs> this day. That was way beyond what that man bargained for. And I say to you this morning, it doesn't take a long time for major changes to occur when suddenly it's have come. I want somebody to believe God for that this morning. Just believe it. Believe it. It doesn't take a long time for major changes Major changes in your body, major changes in your family, major changes in your business, major changes in your spirit, major changes in your spiritual outlook, major changes in the calling of God upon your life. They don't take a long time to happen. All that needs to happen is that God looks upon you and he has the intention that says today. That says today. I believe that in the name of Jesus. Can we believe that? Believe that together. Let me close on this third point this morning. Suddenly, they come by prophetic declarations. Remember I said suddenly it's happen when God says it's time. Suddenly don't even depend so much upon our faith. They just depend on God's intentions. The extent to which suddenly go. They depend on God's intentions. And I said to you, suddenly come by prophetic declarations. I'm not the prophet. I'm not the son of a prophet. But this morning, right now, I stand in the prophetic office as I make these declarations over our lives. In Israel, famine had built for years. I'm going to read to us in 2 Kings 6. Let's just go there. Go there straight away. 2 Kings 6. Suddenly, they come by prophetic declarations. You see that in scriptures over and over. When God gets ready, God will send a servant to declare suddenly. And that's what I'm doing this morning. And different people will hook on to it to different degrees. Somebody will believe it and just hook on to it. You begin to see suddenly. Second Kings 6. Let's take it. We'll read something in verse 6, in chapter 6. Then we'll read another verse in chapter 7. Second Kings 6. Turn your Bibles there quickly. Verse 25. This was farming that had built. Bible says in verse 25, Second Kings 6, there was a great farming in Samaria. And behold, the, the kings of Syria, they besieged it. Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, it besieged the city. Until, describing the level of poverty and famine that was in the city. Bible says, an ass's head was sold for four squares, that's 80 pieces of silver. And the fourth part of a, this is interesting actually. The fourth part of a dove's dung. You know what that is? Talk to me, people. What's that? 
talk now. <laughs> you people are too. Okay, let's 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 call it this way. Manual, manual, fertilizer. That, that, that's what it was. <laughs> Not even the one for human beings. Because human beings don't have food, so they don't have any number two. But the doves, the dung for the doves, a quarter, a fourth part of the calf's dung was being sold for five pieces of silver. That level of poverty that was there in the land. That's what it, that's what it was. Flip your Bible over to the next chapter, chapter 7. I'm talking about suddenlies come by prophetic declarations. Second Samuel Kings verse 7. So when this very abject poverty, when this state of extreme farming has gone on for years, the whole place is dry, no crops are growing, no water for to feed the lambs, people are dying. That's the situation. In fact, it got so bad, if you read further in chapter 6, people, women began to kill their children to boil and to eat. It was, it, it was evil. That, that was the state of the land. And the Bible says, 2 Kings 7 and verse 1, the man of God, Elisha, came and he said, hear ye the word of the Lord. And I speak about the stone church this morning. I say, hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, tomorrow. <laughs> he said, tomorrow. You notice know, this thing, farming of years, the, 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 the level, it's not just small farming. I mean, the kind of farming that has happened there is we will go to the United Nations, we will form a committee, we will plan, uh, we will have a martial plan of how we are going to do with this. We will bring water, we will begin to work things, and maybe in about another three to five years, things can begin to happen. No, not when suddenly it's in operation. The Bible says, the man of God said, thus says the Lord, tomorrow, <laughs> about this time, shall a measure of flour be sold for a shekel. A faithless man will say, look, we're even buying dung. They're talking of flour. Flour where? He said a measure of flour shall be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel at the gates of Samaria. That was a declaration made in, under the anointing. And you know the rest of the story. We don't have the time to read it yet this morning. The rest of the story. Indeed, by that time tomorrow, <laughs> suddenly it have happened. It did not take long a farming that had been there for years, God breaks it by one declaration. I speak to everybody in this moment that has been under any form of demonic oppression. As we approach the table of the Lord this morning, this day, every link, every hold of that demonic oppression over your life Showing itself in various areas of your life is broken now in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I speak that by the Spirit of God this morning. I said this morning. <laughs> today. Today. Come on, somebody shout with me. Today. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about this morning. Today. I'm going, to, I'm going to have people come up and tell us testimonies of that testimonies of how age-long circumstances just disappeared. Just turned around. Because our season of suddenlies have come. Walls that we have been scratching on, they will come crumbling just by themselves. Suddenlies don't need a lot of arguing and all that. The time has just come for it. There were three and a half years of no rain in the days of Elijah. It was Elijah himself who prayed. Remember in James? Bible says he prayed and there was no rain. 
everywhere. Even the king had no water. They were looking, they were running all over the place. No rain, nothing. Three and a half years. First Kings 18 verse 41. The Bible says, suddenly one day, Elijah, first Kings 18 verse 41. Elijah said unto Ahab, said to the king, get thee up, eat and drink. For I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And the Bible says within the course of that day, Elijah put his, Elijah put his head between his knees and he prayed. And the rain began to fall. Rain had not fallen in the nation for three and a half years. And there was a declaration that said, the time of suddenlies have come. Come this morning to make a declaration. The times of suddenlies have come in your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said the times of suddenlies have come in your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's get the elements ready. Let's bring them. Bring the elements. And we'll, I'll ask everybody to approach the table of the Lord this morning by faith. Not faith that creates anything, but faith that receives. You just receive. You say, Father, your servant said that we've come to a season of suddenly, and I believe it. And I walk in it in the name of Jesus. For some of you, I speak by the Spirit now, for some of you, some things that you have not even thought about for a very long time, they just begin to spring up to your mind right now. That's an indication of the area of God's suddenness in your life. That's happening. That's happening with some people right there. It's, it's, for some of you, it's a different operation. God had been preparing you. I love how this comes together. God had been preparing you for this message for some time. You didn't know what he was doing. But in the last maybe weeks, week or weeks, he's just been stirring you up into some things. Stirring you up into some things. He was preparing you for this moment. Where this message this morning, this prophetic declaration this morning, just completes it in your heart. Thank you for listening to this message. Please hit the subscribe button to be notified of new episodes. For questions, please send an email to Pastor Mo at thestonechurchberlin.com. God bless you.